Welcome back. Sway reporting live. Sway Radio. Let's get straight into it. NBA Finals Game 3. Who did it? <laughs> the Butler did it. Yes, sir. The Butler did it. Jimmy Butler with an excellent performance to get the 115-104 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. 40 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists, 14 for 20 from the field, ladies and gentlemen. Just a spectacular performance once again, once again without Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic. Now, they're up two, for, two to one in the series. The Heat came out with a lot, a lot more intensity, both sides of the ball. Got AD with quick, a two, two quick fouls early in the first quarter. Sat him down. And what also became the the, the the theme of the game was the Lakers' nine turnovers in the first quarter. Ended up being down 22 to nine one point and was able to make a one possession game after the first. But but even though they made a game out of it, the turnovers was was the main thing for me in what why the Lakers took this L to the face. That's one of the things. Jimmy Butler, let's get to him. Much more aggressive, much more intensity. He led by example. He looked like a my player out there, to be completely honest. He was just, he had the ball in his hands at all times. He seemed to crash the boards at all times because he wanted the ball in his hand to make a play, whether it's him shooting the ball or him passing it to somebody on the shooter for a hockey assist, out on the wing for a hockey assist. At times, I felt Jimmy Butler even had more opportunities at the rim because he was able to get to the rack consistently. But yet he still made the pass, which probably led to a jump shot or another pass which made to a jump shot. So led by example there. This is kind of what I've been waiting for, for Jimmy Butler to show us. Show us what made him an alpha on every team he's been on. Chicago, he was an alpha. Believe it or not, once Derrick Rose tore them ACLs and Jimmy Butler started to become a, a respectable 20-point-per-game scorer on that team, he became the alpha. It was clear. Derrick Rose was the emotional leader in a sense, but Jimmy Butler led that team for them. Let's go to Minnesota. Those two young guys, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, back in the day, well, the day, <laughs> a couple years ago, he, Jimmy Butler was the reason they went to the playoffs first time since, what, how many years? I think it was like 04, the last time they went to the playoffs. Check me on that. Um, and he he got a bad rap. Well, that was the beginning of the bad rap in um, this uh, persona that Jimmy Butler is a bad locker room guy. That started in Minnesota, in my opinion. But nonetheless, they put him to Philadelphia, who already had basically one, two superstars. Because at the end of the day, if ben, if ben Simmons not a – well – I wouldn't say Ben Simmons is a true superstar yet, but that is debatable. But nonetheless, two superstars, and then you bring Jimmy Butler, who people haven't given them given him superstar status at the time, but he is a respectable all-star that can get it done. And he became their closer and the reason for them winning. Yes, a couple bounces away. Jimmy Butler was the reason they were a couple bounces away from an Eastern Conference Finals or an NBA Finals, I'm sorry. So, you know, that's that. Jimmy Butler, alpha dog on that team. It was clear, even though he was the 
even though he didn't say, even though he said at times he didn't know who was the the leader of the team, you can tell it was him by default, just by how his leadership on the court. And now we're in Miami. Now we're in Miami, where it just fits him and what he stands for. So that performance was something that I've been waiting on. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. We're going to get to more on that performance later down the line. Next person I want to look at in Game 3, Anthony Davis. He got his third foul with about 5.30 left in the in the first half. And exits the game. J.R. Smith replaces him. Shout out J.R. We get a J.R. Smith sighted in the finals, ladies and gentlemen. Um, where another thing in the first half was the fact that 14 turnovers at the end of the first half. Started off with nine in the first quarter and five more for the Lakers. Butler ended up with 19 points, six rebounds, six assists. LeBron James, 16 rebounds. Well, sorry, 16 points, six rebounds, six assists. Even with the Heat's onslaught and they're taking the Lakers' punches, all their runs, the Lakers still were only down four points at halftime. Right? So I believe at that point, as a Lakers fan, you're probably thinking, all right, we got this. We got this. AD not playing right, barely got a shot up in the the first two halves, in the first two quarters. The others aren't knocking shots. KCP not hitting shots. Danny Green not really hitting shots for you. Who else? (laughs) Alice Caruso not really hitting for you. You know what I'm saying? So nobody was hitting shots. LeBron James was doing LeBron James type things. 15 points, as I said. And only down four. Cool. Now let's get into the second half. The Lakers, they seem to finally sense the moment as LeBron James found Morris for two corner threes off the driving kick. Classic and a, and a classic Rondo layup to eventually take the lead 91 to 89 with 855 left in the third. But as the game went on, the Heat took the runs. They they kept taking punches and they, 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 they countered it with a run of their own. Led by Jimmy Butler. It was Jimmy Butler's performance was really was really the tail of the tape for me. And this is when you I know you got LeBron. There was a point where LeBron switched on every defensive on-ball screen with Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy Butler has a ball, LeBron's guarding him, and he LeBron does not fight over that screen. When we see that from LeBron, that means he's either tired or he's straight up not trying to take that challenge right now. Those two things may be intertwined, but... When I saw that, I was very, I was ticked off. Not because some of that is a little, as being a being a LeBron fan, and you want your 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 favorite player to to take that challenge. But in a basketball sense, it's like you're not even giving the effort on the defensive end consistently, or at least down the stretch, because that's where I saw it most of the time. Yes, there's there's times where LeBron James do take does take that challenge. Just ask Jamal Murray. You know what I'm saying? So it's there, but in this particular time, it's the NBA Finals. You're not playing for another few months. I need that. 
just like how Jimmy Butler needed that, I need that. I need to see that from LeBron. I need you to stop to to not let that switch happen. Because Jimmy Butler, literally, he gave LeBron the taste of his own medicine. Taste of his own medicine. What Jimmy Butler did last night is what LeBron James does, has been doing for the past 17 years. And that was amazing to see for me. Jimmy Butler, literally, every time he got down the court, switch, switch, pick and roll, pick and roll, picks, just, just, just to get the right defender on him so that when he drives to the basket, he has that advantage, either in height or strength, because he knows at the end of the day, he's too small down there or he can't handle me down there. So Jimmy Butler literally picked out, picked his poison. He was like, oh, Kuzma, come here. Oh, Caruso, I need that. Rondo, I need that. LeBron, oh, yeah, hold his pump fake, then a little floater, you know? So, and he was able to do that because Anthony Davis was in foul trouble for most of this game. I believe he accumulated four fouls this game. And, but, yeah, four fouls. Ended up with 15 points, only took nine shots. He made six of them. But if Anthony Davis was just able to be somewhat, just a little bit of Anthony Davis, the Lakers would be able to edge this game out. Do not get me wrong. I believe they still could have edged this game out, but ultimately, I did pick Miami to win. I feel like they would have. They were. They came out with the intensity. I believe they did. They would. That intensity is needed in the NBA Finals. That's how you. That's. We've seen teams that have beaten LeBron James. They they do two things. They shoot the ball out the gym. And they play with high intensity. Golden State Warriors did it. San Antonio Spurs did it in their own way. So. That's how they got game three. Granted, we got some, the Lakers got some good production out of Kyle Kuzma, 19 points. Good production out of Markeith Morris, 19 points as well. But the Danny Greens of the world, the KCPs, they can't go. <laughs> Danny Green went 0 for 6 from the field, 0 for 4 from Trey. KCP, 5 points, 1 for 5 from the field, 1 for 3 from Trey. Come on. Rondo 0 for 3 from the tray. We knew he was going to cool off at some point. But um, I just, I need to see more from the Lakers in that sense. We know they were going to cool off. I it's, it's expected. Basketball is a game of runs. But last night, Jimmy Butler took their heart. And let me show you or play you how he took their heart. said they're in trouble let's see if we can try and confirm that story as jimmy butler joins us live here at courtside mr butler what say you uh, i did say that but he said it to me at the end of the first quarter that's the only why i said it so lebron said to you at the end of the first that quarter that we was in trouble right so i just returned the favor and what does that translate to moving forward we're going to have to be even better than we were tonight in order to even this thing up 2-2. Two to two. We realized that. Um, so it's to the film room. We'll fix some things. Come back ready to go. So <laughs> they're in trouble. I like that. This type of back and forth between LeBron James and Jimmy Butler is entertaining and needed in basketball. We don't get to see that enough, and I believe the bubble provides that a little bit more, better camera angles 
more more camera audio of the players, even though they do blur some things out. But I like that. And if that, I believe J- Jimmy Butler is a man that tells no lies. If I believe LeBron James did say that. And LeBron James was right, was right in that first quarter because they got hit. The Lakers got hit in the mouth and only got, was only unscathed by like a two-point game at that point. So I want to talk about what everybody else is talking about, but look at it kind of differently, hopefully, is what LeBron James did at the end of the game. 14 seconds left. Jimmy Butler just holds the ball, and LeBron James proceeds to walk off the court. Shot clock and game clock was pretty much the same. It ended up being separated by 0.7 seconds after uh, LeBron proceeded to walk off the court. When he walks off the court, he's not the only one to walk off the court. There's Rondo, there's AD, there's Kuzma. There's even a camera angle where we see LeBron James about to walk into the to the into the locker room and Kuzma shooting his <laughs> shooting his jersey in the, in the in the in the laundry. Like, come on, bro. But um, is it does it look classless? Does it make LeBron James look bad? Um, I'll say this. Does it look bad on the face? I guess. Depends on who you talk to. I'm of the mindset where if you're a competitor, this isn't too much of a problem. Or this can be looked at as just like, okay, cool, see you next game. Because we do have next game. And I'll give you guys a little insight to me. When I used to play soccer when I was younger, I was very competitive. I'm still competitive in sports, very so there were times where this there was in the league that I was in after every game the two teams line up at a at a midfield and they walk in a they're parallel so they just walk and we all just shake hands go down the line say good game good game good game good game good game right granted there were some losses where I still said all right yeah whatever good game but those there's some that hurt there's some that hits you to the core. There's some that you really believe if 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 a couple plays go the other way, a couple things happen differently, the game is yours. And I definitely had a game where the referee blew the whistle. We lost by one. I'm sitting down, taking off my cleats while everybody's just walking around by the lineup, and I just walk over to the bench. And just, you know, proceed to my post-game routine. You can call me a sore loser. You can call me uh, unsportsmanlike. You can call me whatever you want. But it's the drive to win that is fueled by that. It's the drive that, that fuels you in whatever you do in your everyday life. The fact that you failed that day and that time knowing you could have succeeded, it hurts. So do I condone LeBron James' behavior? He shouldn't be doing that every game. Yeah, cool. But in the moment, that was a game you know hurt him because Jimmy Butler gave it to him. Straight up gave it to him. Triple-double numbers. First time somebody has led LeBron James in all three categories in an NBA Finals. Or even playoffs, I believe. Like, like Jimmy Butler 
he was talking. He was talking to him because Jimmy Butler, he ain't, he ain't no, he's not going back down. So in that sense, I don't think we should be ripping LeBron James. I think we should just say, okay, word, you're upset. Let's see what you do game four. And that's the scary part. We don't see when we see LeBron James get upset or disrespected or people chirping, we, we usually see a very nice bounce back game. Ask Clay Thompson, 2015. Ask Draymond, 2016. Ask Paul Pierce when he was in Boston and then when he went to the Nets, when he had the audacity to say, I can guard him. I want that matchup. I've guarded him before. I know his tendencies. And and LeBron James proceeded to give him 49. So in that realm of LeBron James being criticized for doing that, Half of it is competitiveness, drive to win, and the other half is, you know, just, I guess, not knowing the clock. Because he did he did stop in the corner, wait for it to be done, yada, yada, and then kept it pushing. So, he, you're going to, the NBA uh, fan base will be seeing a different type of game, game four out of LeBron, just out of people talking and the chirp going around. Basketball is, you know, basketball is is a thing at, off the court as well. It's part of it. They're professionals. They're in the light. People talk, and you want to prove those people wrong. And LeBron James been been doing this for seventeen years. He got his ass whooped yesterday. So, he trying to return the favor, and bring this to a and bring this series to a to a to a standstill. My prediction for Game Four. Lakers come out with more intensity. It will be more about Anthony Davis in the sense that his point production and aggressiveness and discipline defensively will be a tail of the tape. He'll be more he'll be more involved in your offense. You'll see more of him. He won't be in foul trouble, I don't think. In terms of the Heat, the Heat getting their pieces back, such as Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, I don't even think he's going to be playing these NBA Finals. So we're not going to even include him in these predictions anymore. But Bam Adebayo, he missed Game 3. Game 4, it's going to be close. Uh, They haven't released anything yet with Game 4 being tomorrow. But I'll say he's going to play. I'm going to be thinking as if he's going to play. So... I have the Lakers taking a 3-1 lead. They win by seven. LeBron James makes a statement. Anthony Davis will be there, but it will be just, you know, 25, 27, around there. It will be LeBron's game in terms of in terms of hype after what Jimmy Butler has done to him in game three. Lakers win by seven. Statement game by LeBron James. And then all the narratives will be switched to what we were talking about, games one and two. Before, let me, let me, I think this game, I I think it's due for uh, you guys to put some respect on Jimmy Butler's name. Yes, I predicted, for those that were watching, for those that have been sticking with me through the YouTube channel, Sawyer Portland Live, I have been, I've predicted Miami as a destination for Jimmy, as a possible destination, and just for the reason that it is, 
I've I've been saying it since I've been on Sway Radio. It's the it's the fit, the culture. What he stands for is also what Pat Riley stands for. What he's about is what Pat Riley's about. Anything to do to win, no matter no matter the cost, no matter what it takes. So Jimmy Butler, I think it's proper that we look him in a look at him as a superstar in this league, for what he's done, this playoff run, and in the NBA Finals, undermanned after game, at in game three. Of course, we got to see what he does in game four, depending on if Bam Adebayo is there. But I believe it doesn't matter if he's there or not because now he's 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 shown the world, yo, I'm about that, I'm like that. I get it out the mud. You feel me? I'm from these streets, and these streets made me into the man I am today. So, Jimmy Butler is is the guy that has the most to prove in the Eastern Conference, and career-wise just for that conference. But it's just time for you guys to put respect on his name. The narrative, real basketball fans don't, listen to that narrative of him being a bad lock, locker room guy. We know what we see on the court. We know what we, we we expect from superstars, and Jimmy Butler is doing what a superstar is supposed to do, get the job done no matter the cost, no matter the circumstances. Hey, man, it's going to be a beautiful NBA Finals no matter the outcome. Jimmy Butler is showing us what he's about, winning. Jimmy G, the butler did it. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. Sway Radio. See y'all next time after game four.